This podcast is a product of the Hyper RPG Podcasting Network. Visit hyperrabbitpowergo.com to learn more. Another episode of Hyper Otaku Presents Anime Club here on Hyper RPG. We are continuing our Tenchi Muyo discussion today, the second OVA. So if you're watching on Funimation, that's basically listed as episodes like 8 through 13, but technically it's a sequel series to the one we talked about last week. Anyway, it's all great. It's all Tenchi. It's, 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 all, it's all really a delight. Uh, Michelle, welcome back from uh, your perilous adventures in Vegas. Hello, I've returned from the great desert. And uh, welcome to our guest host today, Ms. Emily Jacobson. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being on the show with us today, Emily. I really do appreciate the uh, Sailor Moon jewelry that you oh, have decided nice. to uh, rock here we got today. the earrings, too. Uh, oh, I didn't even notice yeah, the little so earrings. Small, I loved it when Hot Topic released that. Heck um, yes. That that collection, yes. I was so and excited. And is, is that from the Box Lunch yeah, collection? Box yeah, that's so cute. Very, it's kind of like a step up from Hot Topic in terms e of sure. pricing, yeah. quality, pricing and say. quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a really nice sheer chiffon shirt, and they had a bunch of cool things. Like I have the like uh, moon rod wine opener. Oh, like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's and awesome! It weighs like three pounds. I'm like, what the fuck is Dang. this? Dang, <laughs> it's I very mean, good. That's Thanks. pretty impressive. Thanks, that's Box Lunch. <laughs> I'm not wearing a Sailor Moon <laughs> shirt, and you can't even really fully appreciate the like rose of Versailles uh, of this shirt. I'll I'll post a picture of it. Yeah, uh, it'd very be really. Good. Awkward for me to get out of this chair right now. But, uh, yeah, I do have Can't part of done. The, the Uniqlo uh, Rosa Versailles collection. So there you go. We're just all all rocking merchandise that you can buy Show at your mall, power. probably. probably. <laughs> uh, before uh, we get into this week's news topics, uh, Michelle, last week, you informed us that we should be watching the series Wotakoi, which mm -hmm. is on Amazon Prime. So anybody who has an Amazon Prime subscription this is automatically included with your streaming service and you can totally watch it, it. and the way michelle described it i thought <laughs> that sounds really good i'm gonna check that out michelle you did not do the show justice it's hard to explain like yeah. that this show is gonna change your goddamn life yes like, it's about being an otaku and being an adult and getting into relationships and then being friends with it like just living trying to live your life as an adult as a nerd and it's it, the words don't make sense when i say them but no watch yeah it, just really well animated good music Really, really sweet story. Yes. Characters you can really relate to as, yeah. a, as an otaku. And Emily, you also are a fan of this oh series. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It was one of those things where I I had not seen a show like in a while. I guess when I was younger, like I saw Sailor Moon and yeah. Cardcaptor Sakura. And I was like, oh, I relate with those so much because I'm a young girl. Yes. And then with yes. this, it was like, oh, I relate so much with this show because I'm an adult. I think that's exactly what it is, is, is it does such a good job of portraying adults who are still total nerds, but are trying to get along in society and, and learning, at least cer certainly on the part of Naru, the main girl, mm -hmm. that it's okay to be a nerd and yeah. also be a functioning mm -hmm. normal adult. Office lady. Uh, yeah, an yeah. office lady. But I, I especially just love the friendship between 
her and Hanako. Yes. Oh my just gosh. So, the scene where they go to the bookstore is just like <laughs> my heart was bursting with happiness for these two women who discovered that they worked together and that they were fans of each other's nerdy work outside of mm-hmm. who they were in their day jobs. It's just, uh, it's so good. It's so, so good. It's, it really rel- relives that kind of relieving feeling you get with the first time you've ever made a really good nerdy friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, whether it's like, you know, someone you dated or it's like, you know, your best girlfriend or boyfriend. Like yes. it's it's real it's a really common thread I think throughout all of like our us our lives is yeah. finally finding someone who understands that our level of nerdydom is a little higher than most exactly. people think it is. Yeah, exactly. And we can't talk freely about it usually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I totally, that's why I was like, I, even to this day, like some people are very surprised. Like, oh, you really like anime? I'm like, oh, I've yeah. always loved anime. Mm-hmm. I just, I'll talk about ga- gaming has become a lot more mainstream. Sure, sure, totally. Anime is still kind of getting there. And yeah. so... I'm like, yeah, I really like anime, but it's like yeah. very like hush hush. I yeah. still kind of hide it for real though. Like, a little bit, yeah. Really, I mean, like anime, I'm like, sure. It's not, <laughs> so and then much. I try to read them to see if they like it more. I was gonna say yeah. it's not so much hide it as I think that I still to this day find it a little more difficult to find and connect with other people that are really into anime, like mm-hmm. a lot of other nerdy things, as you say, gaming or. Marvel Comics or Star Wars has become a lot more mainstream and most people at least are aware of it and like it mm-hmm. on some level and understand people's passion for it. And I, mm-hmm. I think that anime has not quite reached that level yeah, yet. Yeah, we are definitely the, uh, you know, the unpopular redhead stepchild of, of, <laughs> of the <nerd> world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. We'll get there. Yeah, uh, that's it. You know what? We will. Uh, someday. So, someday. Someday. <laughs> and and someday is, is soon for anybody uh, who is a fan of the TV series FLCL or Fooly Cooly. Uh, big yeah. news, a uh, big year, honestly, for anybody that is a fan of that series as Adult Swim's Toonami prepares to add not one but two sequels to the popular anime series originally broadcast stateside on the same network back in 2003 to its Toonami lineup. And while fans did get a little taste of FLCL Alternative during Adult Swim's big April Fool's Day prank, they've been wanting more of the other series, which mm-hmm. is FLCL Progressive, and now there's a trailer. They released it, I think, like, last Monday. Uh, the one-minute teaser introduces us to 14-year-old Hidomi, a teenage girl who expects little from her exceedingly ordinary life until she gets mixed up with a couple of otherworldly beings, Jinyu and Haruha, who are determined to unlock the hidden potential inside of her and her classmate, Ide. Michelle, are you one of those people that was like really into FLCL or no? <laughs> yes, I really was. Because <laughs> it was, I would say, when you talk about like weird artsy anime sure. back back in those days, and this wasn't the early, early 90s or anything. This was no. early 2003. Yeah. So it was kind of like that weird heyday of like it's on TV now. Sure. People are starting to understand it. But that... That shit was very artsy. Like, it didn't have a clear beginning and an end. No. It didn't have a clear, like, storyline that you could really understand unless you watched it over and over and had to, like, get to your own conclusions about it. Sure, say. I mm-hmm. think you're right. Yeah. It's like that and, like, Evangelion. Yeah. <laughs> like, a couple of other things. And it, I was really, really into it when I was in college. It was one of those things we all, like, got together in someone's dorm room and, like, watched it. Yeah, it's Don't so do funny. the math, guys. Because <laughs> I, I remember, I think, again, maybe I, I had seen something about it in, like, Ann America. Because, I mean, this this was in still kind of the early days of the internet where you mm-hmm. weren't necessarily able to access everything super readily. Yeah. So it, I must have found out about it through some some other kind of media because I had fan subs of mm. FLCL like oh. before it ever aired on mm. Adult Swim. Oh wow. And I remember everybody was hyping it up again. I'm 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 90% sure it wasn't in America. And then I I watched it and kind of went, 
I don't understand what happened. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not. But I, I, I think I had a difficult time kind mm-hmm. of connecting with it. I wasn't quite at the right age to enjoy that kind of surrealism. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, even though... Uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena is basically my favorite anime series ever and there's a lot of kind of surrealist stuff in that there's more there's of a more story of a, yeah, there's definitely more of a story <laughs> so I, I don't like know like it has one I, I feel like I feel like I need to revisit FLCL yeah. and I probably will like it more it's, as an adult I didn't yeah. dislike it I just didn't really connect yeah, with it it's, it's a good one and I think there's a lot of nostalgia as well sure. for a lot of people our age um, so yeah very excited for the reboot if we will the two reboots yeah. and hopefully it's good yeah I mean it's yeah. got all the a lot of the same people mm. were working on it that worked on it the first time even in the u.s so and they're i mean they're hyping it up big time oh yeah there's a whole billboard dedicated to it too which i saw and i was like oh dang yeah yeah. studio ig i think it's called they got the rights from gynax so they're Mm. able to now do these the new series uh and the woman who is like in charge of their domestic productions has just been like hyping it up left and right yeah that's great yeah all right uh next piece of news uh on monday of last week it was announced that michael b jordan most recently seen as the villainous eric killmonger in marvel's black panther (laughs) is set to to star in a new animated series from internet giant Rooster Teeth. The series called Genlock revolves around Jordan's character, fighter pilot Julian Chase, and a group of new recruits tasked with protecting Earth's last free society. When the threat of total destruction escalates, a mecha program is introduced, and Chase is the first person to sign up to become a pilot. Of course he is! <laughs> of course he is! Of course. Of course. Uh, Jordan, a well-known otaku, will be co-producing this project uh, via his production company Outlier Productions. Emily, does Michael B. Jordan's involvement with Genlock make you more likely to check it out, or would you have been on board with this either way? Uh, probably would have been bo- on board with it either way, but just to know that he is not only co-producing it, but like just knowing who he is, and I think, I don't know if it was, correct me if I'm wrong, was it proved or not proved, but the Killmonger, one of the Killmonger Oh, suits, I know that they yeah. said it, it was based on the Saiyan armor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because he's a huge Dragon Ball Z yeah, fan. Yeah, totally. So I was like, yes. And I just, it's just stuff like that with, too, like John Boyega doing Pacific Rim 2. I love people who have such passion for projects sure. taking them on because then you like that gets me excited because I'm like oh, I know you're going to take care of this and I know that you're so invested in it and you're yeah. going to make it the best it can be yeah and I mean also you know you look at Rooster Teeth's track record with animation and they already have Ruby which is a series that resonates so strongly mm-hmm. with anime fans and has a very big fan base mm-hmm. therein I, I think that this is very likely to be a successful series with or without Jordan, quite frankly. But I do agree that his involvement, again, it kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode of we haven't quite, anime hasn't quite caught up to other parts Mm -hmm. of fandom in terms of them being more acceptable to the mainstream and people immediately recognizing like this is quality stuff. So I actually think that this could be a good push for that's that. Good, yeah, that's a good because point. Because everybody loves Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And Rooster Teeth has done well and the mainstream as well. That also yes. on Netflix. Um, so it just for me personally, these kind of, this genre of anime I don't generally watch. So yes. like these are reading the 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 summary you just read doesn't make any sense, by the way. <laughs> like if you look at it like so Mm, okay. Well, no, something I, about no, something the about makeup pilot. He's like a he's basically a regular kind of fighter pilot, and right. then it's they, then basically they're like, oh no, we here come the angels. Robots. We gotta build some yeah. Avas. So like, it, is, it is a trope that exists. So. Oh no, totally. This is not an original story yeah. by any means. <laughs> People enjoy that. They you might enjoy Jen yeah. Col- Colin Locke. All yes. caps. Yep. That's the that is the title. Cool. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do also like, though, that because, you know, Rooster Teeth has managed to be so successful that they are attracting bigger talent yeah. like this. Because well, it, no offense to any of the people that worked on their early stuff, but most of the voice actors that were working on their projects early on were just people that worked at the office. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is really cool to see, you know, they, they've tapped a lot into that, the like Dallas group, all the Funimation people. Yeah. Most of them have worked on Ruby in some capacity mm-hmm. and now bringing in a really huge name like Jordan to work on this. I, 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 it's a testament to the quality of their stuff and how much it resonates with yeah. their fan base, yeah. I think. So good luck, Rooster Teeth. Don't and mess I, it up, Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. We're coming for you. No, I'm, <laughs> I, just, I just was like thinking for a second, I had a flashback to Neo Yokio. Oh, <laughs> I was like, we're not allowed to talk about that here. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm like, it's Rooster Teeth. It's Rooster Teeth and Michael it's B. Jordan. Jordan. It's, it's going to be fine. It's Rooster Teeth. It's going to be fine. It's totally going to be fine. Uh, I love it. Uh, and uh, final thing on the news front. More okay-ish news for North American Sailor Moon fans. Fathom Events and Viz Media are teaming up to bring all three Sailor Moon movies to theaters later this year. Uh, Plus, the Super S movie will finally include the first legal and official North American (laughs) release of the short Ami's First Love. Michelle, does this news excite you or are you like me and you're sick and tired of hearing any news related to Sailor Moon that is not WTF is going on with the rest of Sailor Moon Crystal? I'm appreciative that they're bringing these movies to the theater. <laughs> Thank you very much, Funimation and Fathom Events. Uh, uh, Viz Media. Sorry, Viz Media. Oops. Yes. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> Thank you, Fathom Events and Viz Media. Uh, and I think that I definitely want to hear more about what's going on with Crystal, but you know how, I mean, I even know. before it came out, the first time the Sailor Moon 20th anniversary, it rolled by and they were like, oh, whoops, because they were supposed to release the I anime know. five years and before like, they did. Exactly, yeah. And I think as we get closer to the end of the series and the stars, they're kind of like, whoa, what, what can, are we going to do What after are we allowed this? to do? Because yeah. the way the original anime was done was not what I know. Nagotakuchi wanted. And she's pretty, She is point, very, very hands-on. Yeah, so now she's very hands-on. It's like, don't mess up my yeah. stuff anymore, there, there is also <laughs> going to be, I, I saw some images of it today, a new... Mew and at first I thought Sailor Moon oh, musical right. mm-hmm. and at first I thought oh okay so they're gonna do what they did with the old Mews where they kind of go off into some original-ish territory uh, <laughs> please please leave Dracula yeah. out of it uh, yeah. we don't we don't need that nobody asked for that or wants that yeah. or needs it. That oh yeah oh but they're boy. just going Ooh. back again they're just going back to again the beginning yeah. again for a um, and without time. Yuga Yamato I don't know, I know. how I feel about this know. I don't know how I feel about this I mean it looks cute. The promotions have looked really cute. I sure. think they're just trying to target maybe younger people. Yeah. Um, the last reboot of the musical was kind of for the old fans. It was this is very for, mature. This yeah. is probably for make little kids. What yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. It's cute. That's fair. No, it does. It looks cute. And the, yeah. But the, I mean, the costumes are definitely starting to look more old Mew where they're mm-hmm. extra shiny. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I want to check it out, obviously, because yeah. I have this weird place in my heart for Serum Yu, even though I don't really like any of them that much except yeah. the, the last series of new ones. Which was very good, but yeah, I'm, I'm on board with you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I love this property so much, I do kind of like almost any iteration of it, Yeah, but not to uh, my credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, but uh, all right, Sailor Moon, just keep... Keep doing you, I guess. I'll be real happy when you <laughs> tell me that I'm getting the rest of the series in a faithful adaptation of the We're manga so form. We're spoiled, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Uh, well, moving on to our uh, main topic of the week, which is uh, the second Tenchi Muyo OVA. Again, uh, if you watched or are intending on watching on Funimation, it is, again, episodes 
8 through 13. And if you aren't a Funimation Now subscriber, uh, you can be. You can use our promo code. It is Hyper MHA, Hyper with a capital H, the rest is lowercase, and then MHA, all caps. It is very, very important to do that to get $5 off your first month's subscription. So it's basically going to be 99 cents for a month of tons and tons of really awesome anime content. So I don't know why you haven't done it. Uh, I, I was a person that was like, I don't know if I need this. And then I signed up and went... Dang, there's a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. here that is that is good for uh for an old soul anime <laughs> heart like mine, but yeah. uh, including Tenchi Moyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it picks up sort of where we left off. <sighs> yeah, uh, the the gang's all here. Everyone's together in at Tenchi's grandfather's house. Uh, yeah. Even the father's living there now. Um, we have. Jesus, Aika, Sasami, so Tenchi there, obviously. Yes. Uh, Washu, Hoshi. Oh, I'm missing anyone. Ryo Washu, Ryo Washu, yeah. Um, and then they're like, you know what, season two, let's just let's keep let's keep them going, let's keep coming. You know what's you know you know what's better than uh, just that crew? Let's add a baby in there. So first mm-hmm. episode's kind of a filler. It is, it, yeah. You know, yeah. I think I could say it's about the entire entire second season. It's kind. It's all kind of a filler. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and then they try to like barely, very carefully introduce big plot points you're like whoa what the hell yeah and never oh, talk about yes. it again yes. yes oh my gosh i mm. totally totally agree mm. so so just before we uh, dive into some of the less <gasps> fillery episodes mm-hmm. maybe the ones that pack a little more of an emotional punch or might have some long-term repercussions uh emily did you watch tension milio on cartoon network or anything when you were a kid i did it was one of those i mean i was super into if it's it's no surprise super into inuyasha <laughs> on, on cartoon network so it was like fully coolly and then yeah, yeah tenshi Buyo would be like late 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 <laughs> night so i'd be like i'll stick around for it so i remember <laughs> seeing a little bit of it when i was younger and i think re-watching it i was like yeah this was like really is just way over because I was uh, let's see 2003 I was 10 years old right and so uh I know I'm a baby (laughs) (laughs) so I think I was kind of like there's a lot of ladies and fan service here and Mm -hmm. meanwhile my Inuyasha was my good good romance sure sure but um yeah watching it again I completely agree it just was like yeah there's some big plot points but the rest of it is just Mm, we're all just living, wacky. living together. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, we, we talked a little bit last week when we were covering first OVA about how I feel like my attitude towards Tenchi essentially did a 360 where it started off. I saw the first Tenchi movie and went, man, this is a great series with lots of badass alien ladies. And then I saw the first OVA and went, oh, I'm really uncomfortable that there's lots of boobs and Ryoko's naked. And now as an adult, I'm like, mm, Ryoko, you get it, girl. And, <laughs> and I'm back to not caring because mm-hmm. it's because the thing about the fan service that I appreciate actually about this is it's I feel like it's not done at the women's expense uh, particularly with Ryoko being naked like that is her decision mm-hmm. and she she has no qualms about it no shame about it whatsoever no, yeah. yeah so it doesn't make me uncomfortable I don't yeah, know yeah and they do kind of set her up as like she's a she's kind of an alien robot so she kind of like lives by her own rules we find out more about that later in the series yeah um and to me that's just a reflection of that she's like why what, what is modesty if I don't yeah even, I'm not even from this planet like what's yeah. the point yeah no you know? totally I totally agree uh yeah but I mean I I agree with what you're saying though Michelle you're just kind of circle back in your overall analysis of this OVA <laughs> is it is it's it's wacky it's mostly just wacky and then there's some random really like, important plot points uh-huh. like in the second episode in oh my uh, gosh Sasami and Tsunami where they bring up this idea of Sasami and Tsunami now being the same 
person mm-hmm. or they yeah. always were but the, the setup for the episode is like 20 minutes of it's a ghost story where's the ghost we don't know and then five minutes of hey did you know your little sister died when she was seven and she merged with the spirit of the ship and now yes. she's both like and then maybe it's maybe it's five maybe five minutes of that and then three more minutes of okay well you're another rival for us ah. like it just it's so yeah. yeah just yeah especially to have like the whole oh she's really hot my younger sister's gonna be a really hot rival right, yeah. right after like we saw this gruesome like child death, child yeah. death yeah. with the blood and that's and and that was also i feel yeah it just was like okay yeah because she found out about the death and that and i mean it was like it was super bloody you yeah. literally saw her get murdered yeah and then but she fell it, she fell <laughs> she had it was a really bad, bad fall, it was a really bad fall super, to bleed that much yeah. yeah and then also in that flashback is it just me or was the woman in the flashback did she call her mom she did she did call her mom and, and then, then her mom, the mom shows up and looks it's, nothing like the woman in the flashback um, i think uh that was her nanny and i think there's something language barrier was because oh. sasami doesn't call sasami calls her a cousin but the that woman calls her uh, Sasami-sama. So it's like, you wouldn't call your child. That. Yeah. I think, I think it's just like the yeah. royal nanny. Got it. Got, got it. Yeah. But I did sense. notice that the it first time It makes a lot more around, sense because yeah. the mom shows up. I'm like, oh, well, she is a lot more fleshed out. Yeah. Than, uh, this. I'd say I really like the strong plot points they make in this second season. Um, they're really interesting, but I think the show writers were too afraid to let a moment land. Yes. That they were mm. like, if it's not funny and there aren't boobs and girls fighting, then we can't talk. We, 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 we can't do we, this. We can't People won't it. watch it. Yeah. So it, that was really unfortunate because I think I could have had a whole episode of just like emotionally dealing with the fact that this little nice girl is half a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Ship, sorry, spacecraft. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like the, the, the episode where Tenchi finds his kimono, his, his deceased mother yes, uh, has yeah. and then uh, Ryoko rips it and he's like I hate you the only moment that Tenchi has any emotive feelings oh in this my whole gosh. series he's like I hate you Ryoko and then he's 10 minutes later fine with it 10 minutes I'm later he's like, I, yeah fine. he returns he's like well I'm not mad yeah anymore. I was gonna say he, it, no they don't even have any sort of reconciliation he doesn't tell her that it's his mother's yeah, yeah he just that gets was mad. the biggest thing that like stood out to me yeah like, yeah I didn't even like say why I'm mad at you or Aww. like I'm sorry I got mad it was because of this yeah right yeah, I it it is it's strangely the, written. It's show. very strangely written, especially given how cohesive the first OVA is. Yes, and the first because the first OVA is a com- is a relatively complete, oh, really science fiction mm-hmm. story. And there's an arc like it's going. Yeah, somewhere. It, it, it leads up to Tenchi figuring out who he is and him having powers and them having a big boss fight. Right, this kind of go ebbs and flows a exactly bit. and then it's like i liked the the two-parter the um advent of the goddess and zero ryoko oh, yeah. because that again actually had some development to mm-hmm. it but the woman who they keep mentioning in it the like lady overlord person mm-hmm. she shows up in season three guys yep, yep. <laughs> you see her a little bit they basically there was this little special on the end the here comes dry Two, where mm-hmm. it was just a bunch of stills and voiceover and you do see her in that mm-hmm. and they kind of set up this third season that didn't happen until 10 years later yeah it's, i guess like um that was a mistake but that you see a, a little silhouette that you know there's some other higher power dealing with trying to destroy all the happiness on tenshi's home planet yes. but it, I, I like that. I like those two episodes because it did feel kind of like, okay, this is the big climax because they do have a big fight. Yes. Um, they get to transform and have like different outfits. I was like, yeah, different yeah. outfits. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it just cracked me up. They're like, well, we're stuck in this airlock. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to figure out a way out of here. Oh, nope. nope. There goes the ship with nope. them in it. Nope. 
Yep. Yeah, and I appreciate it too it, because, again, like one of the things that I, that I think I mentioned before, I don't know, maybe I just mentioned it to somebody not in a conversation <laughs> on camera. I can't differentiate these days about the thing that I appreciate about the Tenshi Muyo OVA series is that I feel like in Tenchi Universe, the character of Mihoshi, they dumbed her down so much to mm. the point that she's kind of useless. Yeah. And I like that she still kind of has her own agency mm-hmm. in the in these OVAs. And, yeah. you know, seeing her be in, involved in the the whole fight on the ship and stuff like that. It just it it makes her more like of a, she was a police force officer. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. She did things before she got here. Yeah. <laughs> she's not just a blonde. <laughs> yeah, she's not just some dumb blonde yeah. girl that totally relies on her partner, Kihone, in Tenchi Universe. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, I don't know. I liked in that small that small arc is that uh, we have zero Ryoko. Oh, yeah. And you kind of, and she apparently is the embodiment of all Ryoko's real feelings. Yeah, which I'm like, uh, how, how does that work though? Yeah. If she was a, a robot. That's yeah. the craziest thing. So, yeah. But I, I thought it too. I thought too, it was a very interesting sort of like exploration of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and how you know she assimilated Ryoko and she was able to then experience all of her emotions. But because she was a robot and had never dealt with emotions, she wasn't able to control them in the way that Ryoko proper does. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and then when they emerge, she's like a little like blushing young girl again. I I'm like, well, all right, yeah, all right. I don't know. I, 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 I it's I, interesting. I think that mm-hmm. that made sense to yeah. me though, because as, as somebody that was very, very emotional as a little kid, mm-hmm. I'm still just as emotional. I'm just a lot better at controlling it now. Sure. So I actually really kind of related to that storyline. I think it's because I'm. I think it's because I'm used to these kinds of storylines. I thought she was going to have a really like gruesome death on screen and then it'd be like, oh, uh, grieving my innocence. But, you know, but it could have gone either way, I guess. Come on. Yeah. They kept it a happy ending. Yeah. I, I like the, the <laughs> yeah. thing. What's wrong with me? The, with your powers combined. <laughs> yeah. You are a full Ryoko. <laughs> kind of like what they, like Sasami and Tsunami, like, you didn't die, girl. You're just part of a ship now. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was so many just kind of like, and you're actually this, yeah. like between, uh, Ryoko right. between oh the, uh, the whole and the whole thing the with whole like thing. the symbiote p- father Ryoki, of Ryoki. Yeah. Oh, like, God. guess what you have a body it was very Little Mermaid a little bit uh-huh. like, kind of like you want to be a real or Pinocchio I guess you want to be a real girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, you got it sure with, with with dad mana robot yeah dad you just part oh yeah now you're Maru. also part ship so yep. we all we're all part ship well, here Ryoko was all, <laughs> to be fair Ryoko was always a spaceship. But, or uh, uh, Ryoki was yeah, a yeah, spaceship yeah. rather when I was younger that really confused the shit I mean by the way it's Ryoko and then Ryoki yeah I know yeah, they're, I they're like, very why, why close you, names why did you do that but y'all. dang <laughs> the, the uh, uh, McFarlane figure of Ryoko that came with a little Ryooki mm-hmm. was A plus I totally had oh, it I remember when everyone had Ryooki like plushy purses and yeah, like I do I was uh, some friends of mine this was several years ago when their first kid was born I was babysitting for him and I was in his nursery and they had these shelves full of stuffed animals and lo and behold what's on there but a uh, stuffed Ryoki I definitely oh had one. like everyone I know had one yeah. and I don't know where it happened yeah. to it I know <laughs> the Tenchi legacy is strong you guys uh, so strong that they finally decided to conclude this storyline 10 years later which I yeah. totally didn't even know because when I watched this as a teenager it didn't really occur to me that I think because the storytelling's a little disjointed in this second OVA it didn't necessarily occur to me that 
I that it wasn't a complete story. Yeah. Especially because so often you were like running home from school and watching stuff out of order. Mm -hmm. And so now revisiting it as an adult, it's very strange to me. I and but I'm I'm excited to check out the uh, the remainder of this OVA series. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how they label it on Funimation, but I know on Crunchyroll, it, it's weird because they they label this as Tenshimoya OVA, and then season one, season two are numbered numer- like one through whatever twenty right. something. Yep, and then it's Tenshimoya Ryo. It's the exact same thing is, on okay, Funimation. Is season three episodes one through like sixteen or something like yeah. that. Um, it's a, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, oh, we will. Man. We will get to that uh, next week mm-hmm. because, you know, we're completionists here uh, <laughs> on uh, Anime Club if we are anything. So, uh, yeah. Any other thoughts about this before we kind of... I liked Here Comes Dry. A lot of stuff is left hanging and it's yes. a little, it ends very, and it's very silly, like, unrealistic way oh, but being God. able oh yeah when like her, that, when uh, the suitor shows up <laughs> the suitor with the really interesting voice choice yeah and then yeah you think like i'm like oh, okay we're actually gonna see a fight mm-hmm. and then nice. nah, he's and then, just kind of a no. fancy boy he's gonna, get, he's gonna get wet and everyone's gonna be like oh you won yeah <laughs> but i did like um i guess everything leading up to that getting able to see being able to see like uh, was it Lady Misaki, Funoho, yeah. and then like their father sasami and ayaka's father yeah and then also like I was like, oh, so they're half brothers and yeah. sister. Funoho and Lady Misaki are not the same person, but they're both the they're wives. They're both the wives, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is very, uh, like, uh, K-drama for me. There's they a lot of K-dramas where that. the kings have multiple wives, so. Yeah, they didn't mention before that moment, so I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What, what well, no, no, she, uh, I, uh, Ayaka did mention that Yosho was her half-brother at oh, some okay. point in the first OVA. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this this is when you, because in your, your brain automatically goes, oh, well, you know, he's the oldest, his mom must have died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Nope, the king just has multiple wives, yeah, and it's cool. This is fine. Yeah, this and then is fine. getting to see that apparently Yosho has been hiding his younger yeah, self. His yeah, his beautiful, beautiful space self. Yes, because <laughs> that does explain why. I was like, well, then why did he look like an old man? And was it really that long ago? Well, and it was there... the most '90s thing ever for me too. When uh, because I I had been watching the dub because that was what was up on Funimation and that was what I watched as a kid and then I went I gotta watch this with subtitles I like to have both experiences mm-hmm. <laughs> quite frankly uh but when uh he turned back into Young Yosho and I was like oh of course it's Takahito Koyasu as his freaking uh uh Seiyu. I noticed it immediately mm-hmm. God, it's, if it's a 90s anime Koyasu is in there somewhere guys he just <laughs> is yeah I'll have to check this but wasn't the voice actor who did did the same one who did uh Yosho also did Tenshi's dad uh, I, I know. I believe no. that they're different. Okay. I believe there's different, yeah, different, different voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was a really fun episode that was just, yeah, it was nice to see kind of more about their personal lives to connect more to another generation of family. And it was a relatively satisfying conclusion, mm-hmm. even after the big battle at the end of the yeah. previous set of episodes. But again, those two episodes were definitely the meat of this mm-hmm. particular yeah. uh, portion of the OVA, shall we say? Yeah. But yeah. Any final thoughts from you, Emily? Um, very fun, very harem-y. Yes. I dig it. I dig it. No, yeah. yeah, I love me a good reverse harem, so I'm always down for a regular a good, harem. A good classic a harem. Good classic and harem. I mean, this is this is as classic as you get. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. uh, it's definitely a series that is worth re-examining yeah. uh, if you have not checked it out in a number of years. And uh, as I say, your next assignment is, uh, you know, to watch the rest of it. Whatever's under Tenchi Moyo Rio Oki on <laughs> Crunchyroll, Funimation, wherever you're watching it, on your Blu-rays, 
that watch that <laughs> that's <laughs> on your blu-ray that's your what we're gonna be <laughs> that's what we're gonna be covering uh next week and also guys don't forget uh after that we will be moving on to a new series so let us know what you want us to cover. Browse through all your streaming services. Uh, might I recommend Crunchyroll just added Record of Lotus, Lotus War. War. Mm. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling. Kinda I'm feeling. So basically talk us out of that if you guys don't like Record of Lotus War. But if you don't like Record of Lotus War, what's wrong with you? I know. Uh, then get yes, out of here. <laughs> yes. uh, Emily, thank you so, so much for uh, joining us oh today. Gosh, thank you for having me. It's an absolute delight having you on the show. Where can people find you? On the internet? On Twitch? On all the places? Yeah you can uh you can follow me on twitch at frankly underscore emily uh, on twitter at frankly underscore emily i write for geek girl authority so i usually post my articles there as well and you can check out what i write yeah michelle what's happening with your life you can find me on the internet at i am chubby bunny on twitter twitch shit yep o- other things other things other things <laughs> instagram that's what i was going for <laughs> She is the only, she is the I am chubby bunny of the internet. I mean, there's probably others, but the, probably, the other ones yeah. are wrong. And I'm, I'm also usually here on Thursdays at three, four table flip Thursdays on our hyper RPG. Uh, also guys, uh, if you are subscribed to hyper RPG, be sure to check out the VOD, AKA video on demand of the, my hero academia RPG that we did a couple of weeks ago. It was very, very <laughs> fun. Uh, I GM'd it. I had low key Aizawa slash Jessica Jones cosplay. It was real good. Uh, and also be sure to check out that My Hero Academia weekly hero challenge every single week that we are doing in partnership with Funimation. Get your subscriptions to us. You can be featured on the show. You can win stuff. It is great. I am Emma Fife. Sold all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife. I tried to say found all over the internet wherever yeah, Emma you. Fife's are sold at my name. But I was just like, you can buy me at my name. <laughs> It's kind of accurate. (laughs) All right. Thank you again so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, And until next week, this meeting of the Anime Club is dismissed. In honor of our continuing discussion at the Tenchi Muyo OVAs, we're taking today's Anime Minute to explain one of the series' most prevalent visual gags, the nosebleed. While Westerners typically associate a nosebleed with the strain of overusing psychic powers, that does happen in anime, but most of the time nosebleeds, and certainly those as seen in Tenchi Muyo, are used to signify something quite different. Sexual arousal. But why? It's kind of a Japanese old wives tale that when aroused due to increased heart rate and blood pressure, all the blood will rush to your head or something and make your nose bleed. The amount your nose bleeds is indicative of your level of arousal with a little trickle of blood suggesting just dirty thoughts to a gushing, exploding fountain being a pretty obvious euphemism for something else. You get the idea.